we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving, that's, that's what this whole month is, is, is taking this uh, message of Christ and, and living it out uh, day in and day out. So starting, in, if you would, 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, uh, verses 6 through 11. The Apostle Paul is giving a charge to the church in Colossae because they're taking up an offering for the church. Uh, that is in, um, it is in uh, Jerusalem that needs some assistance. So in this, it talks about uh, our responsibility as a church and about being thankful and what the result of it is if we follow God's way. So here's, what he's, here's how he starts out in uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He says, the point is this, whoever sows... Uh, sparingly will also reap sparingly. So in this, you also need to know that he told this church, he said, make sure that this offering is ready when I come by. Don't be, don't be looking around or looking at your shoes or anything when the, when the offering's getting ready to be picked up. He said, I need this for the church that is in Jerusalem because they're struggling. And he said, um, and, and I want to let you know this, and he, he talks about being generous. Again, you don't have to be rich to be generous. You just have to be generous to be generous. Amen. Amen. Um, so those who sow bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And, the, and God is able. Say that with me. God is able. You know what? Through all your hardships, through your hospital visits, through your financial issues, through the sickness and disease, whatever it is, you need to know that just because you got a diagnosis from a banker or a doctor doesn't mean that that's the final act here. God, God, is, able, God is able to fix anything, so I want to let you know that. And you'll, you'll have to start getting that down in your spirit. Uh, and it says, let's just go to nine. It says, as it is written, he distributes, uh, distributed freely and he has given to the poor as righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and the increase of the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, uh, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. So when we give, uh, how we give, and, and the way we carry ourselves can be actually uh, a proclamation of our thanksgiving to God. Uh, so let's, uh, I'm going to ask you to drop the house lights down because when I get done with this, I have something I want to share with you. And, it's, and it's, it's about a proclamation. So today I want you to just start, if you, I don't know how your day started out, but just envision this, just envision this. Let's, let's, let's just pretend that you got up and maybe your, your joy tank was a little dry, however that is, you kicked the cat or whatever it is that you did. And you know, I don't really want to be there and I ain't got enough gas money or whatever the case may be. I want you to start your day out by, by this. So close your eyes. Here it is. I want you to start thanking God that he's given you feet to walk on. So I'll, I'll keep going. Strong legs to carry the body. A body to do hard work and giving you a head full of wisdom and knowledge. And watch this. I want you to look at your hands now. Open your eyes and listen to this. Hands so I can work hard, so I can lead, guide, and direct my children, and I can hold my loved one, hold my spouse with these wonderful hands that God has created. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Isn't that, a, isn't that a wonderful thing that I can use these hands to, to work hard and I can hold my wife's hand and hold my children's hand and hold my grandchildren's hand when I'm walking across the parking lot in a busy intersection or across the street? Is anybody thankful for that today? Yeah. Amen. Okay, let's pray. Let's pray for the offering and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this next proclamation. Lord, uh, we proclaim today, we make a, pro, a public proclamation that we love your word, uh, we're excited about it, we're excited about the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, we're excited about Christmas, we're excited about uh, the baptism that's going on here today, we're excited that uh, one another can gather here in a safe, warm place uh, where your name could be lifted up, and uh, we lift up the offering to you today and uh, ask you to bless it in Jesus' name, amen. amen. So applaud the Lord and let the offering be picked up. So, uh, so here's a proclamation I wanted to share with you today, and hopefully, there it is, all right. Uh, I normally don't carry my phone with me while I'm preaching, but um, I wanted to read this to you. So I was at a, um, I was at a freedom rally yesterday in uh, Millersburg, uh, Millersburg, uh, USA. Wow, what a wonderful place. It was a, uh, it was a, um, it was just really exciting. There was a lot of uh, great brothers and sisters there, flag-waving people. Uh, Bible-toting people that were just uh, speaking and talking about freedom. Just kind of little nucleuses of uh, people sharing their stories on freedom. And uh, everybody, there were so many speakers. They did such a great job. And uh, grassroots efforts really are the, the, the lifeblood to the United States of America. I just want to let you know it's not, um, you know, all this kind of thing. So I was looking, and I kind of made a couple of bullet points. I, I thought I was going to make six bullet points when I went out there to this camp meeting out there. Uh, I don't know if I made them all, because sometimes when you get to preaching, you kind of get off track a little bit. But one of the things I wanted to share with the group that I was talking with was this uh, public uh, Thanksgiving Day proclamation that our uh, President uh, George Washington made back in 1789. And kids, if you don't know who George Washington is, he was our first president of the United States of America. And I, I don't, I don't know, Mike, if they still teach that, or whatever. But he was the, he was the first president. Amen. He, yeah. So, one of the founding fathers. Let, let's see what his. I wonder what his Thanksgiving Day proclamation is. I wonder if it was. Uh, you know, whatever the talking points are today. Let's, let's read this and see what he says. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God. Boy, I'm liking the way this one's starting out. You guys liking the way this guy speaks? I, I, could, I could live in a country like this. I, where, where it's governed by people that fear God. What a concept. Can I keep reading this? I will. Uh, it says, Providence Almighty God to obey his will. And if any parts of these speak to you, you can just say amen. To be grateful for his benefits and humbly implore his protection and favor. Well, I'm not done. That's just the first sentence. I, I mean, the, the, the first president, Carl, of the United States of America says, here's what we need to do if we're going to stay on track here in America. 
is to acknowledge that there's someone greater, someone almighty, someone more powerful, someone that is all-knowing, and we need to heed and yield to him and him only. This, this, I told, I told the uh, people I was speaking with um, at this, this camp meeting out in Millersburg, um, I, I don't have the highest of education, but I thought I could bring a history lesson, and it took me about, I, it took me about four or five minutes to put this together. So this is, a, this is knowledge that's available for anybody, and, um, and, and maybe living here in America really isn't as complicated as we've made it out to be. Let, let me read a couple more. It's just about him saying what he believes we ought to be thankful for. Um, so implore his protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer <laughs> to be observed by acknowledged with grateful hearts. Can you imagine being grateful? What a concept, being grateful and just, and just being happy with what God has given us thus far. Just being grateful for what God has given us thus far. So if you have salvation, after that, everything is a bonus. You know what I was thinking? I, I'm just going to tell the story. I wasn't going to tell it, but I, I was thinking about it. Um, I'm so grateful um, there are so many wonderful veterans in our church at all the campuses, and they, they are so wonderful. Praise God. Amen. Amen. They're, they're wonderful. And uh, our most senior veteran in our church uh, is Mr. Cope. And I seen him and his wife standing out in the hallway. You guys don't know, but I got cameras in my office. I can see everything that's going on. And, and they were standing there out in the hall, and I know that they're... Uh, they're right behind you, Jesse. Mr. Cope and Ms. Cope, would you guys stand up here for just a second there? I want to recognize. He's our senior. Come on, stand up for him. Stand up for him. I'm, I'm so thankful to, to guys like Mr. Cope. And, and still married, and, they're and they were so respectful. They were waiting for the other service to be over so him and his wife could walk into this service here. And they're so respectful, and they're so kind. And what a great war hero this, uh, war hero this brother is uh, in, in, in just in fine shape and has been through it. So uh, you want to get a real history lesson, kids. You can pull Mr. Cope aside and, and ask him what it was like to, to fight and defend this country, and he'll give you the straight business on it. Amen. Uh, so I'm grateful. I noticed, Mr. Cope. Thank you, and Mrs. Cope. God bless you. So, anyways, I'm going to read a couple more. He's got a whole page here, and I'm not going to do that. But it's all about being thankful. Um, they requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a public day of Thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal. Uh, uh, favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them as an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. So that's just the first paragraph, and I'll stop there. 
So we need to remember as we're praying for our leaders of the country and, and praying for their leadership that they're, they have two jobs. One is to protect our borders and protect our rights. And that's what we need to pray for. Amen? It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not designed to run anything else. Just our rights and just our borders. And, and just remember, God's the one that gave us our rights, and God's the only one who can take our rights away. Amen? So, um, so into Colossians chapter 3. Here we go. Uh, so it's about being thankful. So sometimes everybody goes through highs and lows about being thankful. You can, I can get discombobulated very easy if everything Franny doesn't go my way. I'm just going to let you know. When we get into that portion of the message, I'll let you know because I'll, I'll tell you something. Amen? I'm not going to start now. You can work yourself up into doing it right now, but I'm not going to. I'm under control here. If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. So there's a good way to start this whole thankful message. If Mrs. Chittenden, if I'm relying on people to make me happy, I'm going to be waiting a long time. Amen. Because it's just not going to happen. So we're raised with Christ. We need to seek the things that are above. So we need to, to lock that in place before we leave our homes. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on the things that are above. So, so wipe out everything that's not of God and set your mind on the things of God. And there's a lot of people in antichrist systems and speaking out there that's lobbying for your mind right now. you got to be careful about how much you download and process in your spirit, man. Because there's, there's all kinds of people out there who would like to... Have you set their, your minds on some of the things that they're doing or some of the things that are going on in our world today? But don't worry about that. If you concentrate on God, he'll work all your details out for you. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. Put to death. So here's what he's saying. He said, I'm going I'm to let you guys know that there's a laundry list that you need to check off to make sure that you're walking in thankfulness. So here he goes. He starts out this way. Put to death, that means bury, get rid of what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetedness, which is idolatry. That's yeah, quiet, I thought it would be. Um, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. I was thinking about the wrath of God uh, last night when I was preaching this to Warrington. I said, think about the power of Almighty God. Just think about it. He, he, he popped up trees anywhere that you look. He spoke stars into existence. You can look up at the sun and can't look directly at it because it's too powerful and it would end up blinding you. So you don't want the wrath of God coming down on you or your family or your loved ones, your precious loved ones, amen. So they need to know this. Verse 7, in these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now. You used to walk in them, but he said, but now. You must put them all away. Anger, wrath, I can't get past the anger. This is where I got to tell my story. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> going to the conference in Millersburg. Going to speak at a freedom rally. And then we're going down the highway. One of the only arteries in middle of the United States is shut down. Can't get there. Traffic from here to there because the, the quote unquote, the bridge is out. Well, I thought about this one. We're sitting, I mean, the traffic was, I mean, this is on a Saturday afternoon during deer season. I'm thinking, Pastor Ingo's, goes, man, we, uh, we better go around. I'm looking, he's, anytime we go anywhere, he's always Googling it to see if there's traffic or something. I don't know how all this works, but he's going, you see right here? And I'm going, forget that. Do that with me if you're old. Forget that. We're just going. Down Highway 70 anyway. Bridge, bridge, bridge out. I told you bridge out means nothing to me. If you have four-wheel drive is what I'm saying. We get in there, and it is stopped up for miles and miles and miles. And I'm thinking, I'm starting to cook here, just, I'm, and I'm just looking out the window. I'm just going... Oh, boy, how do I dispatch this anger here? And I'm just like, oh. He goes, you think we ought to take a little detour here? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Can you do it like yesterday? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking to you too, so. And, and this may happen as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. Somebody could come in your house this Thanksgiving and ask this question. Is the turkey baked or is it fried? <laughs> Walking in your house. Help me out, ladies. I need to. Here's the deal. It doesn't matter which way I cooked it because you're no longer welcome here. <laughs> ladies, don't come in my house. And ask me any of those questions. And if you know what I'm talking about, say amen and I'll move along. Because a, a lady can get there on Thanksgiving Day morning. She's been up for a minute. And then they show up like at 1 o'clock when everything's done and go, is there anything I can help you with? No. I start. Come on, I needed somebody to talk back to me, man. I'm preaching good. Do this, ladies, and I'll move on. <laughs> I started a long time ago. Amen? And I know sometimes, no, I'll just leave it alone. Uh, so, so we got to put these away. So we got into the, I never got past the, uh, the anger thing. Anger, wrath, and malice. Slander, you know, malice, slander, they kind of go hand in hand. And the obscene talk from your mouth, say that with the obscene talk from your mouth. We're trying to get you ready so that you can live your life in thanks living daily. But you have to make sure that you control your potty mouth. Do you ever have a friend? That you're afraid is going to call you when you're around your church friends. You know who they are. And you, you're here, you're like in a meeting or something here in church. You're like, oh my gosh, he called. 
<laughs> oh, don't put them on speaker. <laughs> don't even take the call inside. That's where you go, I need to go outside and take this phone call. <laughs> Amen? Because God has, he hasn't allowed God to fix his speech yet. Because the, the Bible says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the things that are downloaded in him or her's heart hasn't been transformed by the love of Jesus yet. And I said yet. Um, so that potty mouth that your friend has, he can be delivered from the same way that you were delivered from it. Verse 9, do not lie to one another, seeing that you put off the old self with its practices. And I thought, I thought about that the other day. You don't want to wake the old man up. You don't, you don't, want to, you don't wake the old man up. You don't want to wake the old girl up anymore, do you? Or, or, or you can say, we don't want to go there. And we put on the new self, verse 10, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So we're being renewed through the word of God, through his church services, through prayer services, and, and someone praying for us. So we become more and more like the image of our creator, and his name is God Almighty. And we're transformed by his loving power in the, in the working of the Holy Spirit. It's called sanctification, and it is a process. And some of you are slower than others are. And he says, here there is not Greek or Jew or circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is, is all and in all. He said, it don't matter where you were born. It don't matter what you look like. It don't matter how much money you make. God's not impressed. So I thought about that. So I was kind of doing this thing and... Think about if you have kids. We'll just talk about our campuses, just our, you know, uh, Warrington campus and the Creefcourt campus and the, and the North campus. When you put all those kids together, whether they're from a rural area or from the city or the county, or, and you bring them, you set them all one place. You know, we had a concert or we're doing a Christmas play coming up. And you get them all together, they never talk about how much money their daddy makes. They, know they, they, they don't even know uh, who's what color. They don't know what side of the track somebody lives on. They don't know if he lives in an apartment or he lives in a castle. You know why? Because kids don't care. And then all of a sudden, after a while, the parents come along. Not you guys, but people that go to other churches. And, and, we, and we start little by little start to contaminate the thinking of these little people. The Apostle Paul was warned in the church, don't fall into those tricks. We're all considered even at the foot of the cross because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful for that, Jack. Oh, you thought you was. You remember when you used to go around, we, when we was in high school, we called it conceited. They don't even use it anymore because it may give you low self-esteem, I guess. I don't know. Verse 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And you know the deal about patience, just deal with it. 
People, people, you know, people that are new in the faith, Kokomo, they'll always ask, I hope God gives me some patience. I go, I do too. That's a loaded question, isn't it? Because we live in a microwave society, but I'll move on from that. There's all kinds of things in here, and when we get this down, it'll talk about being able to live in thanks, uh, thanks living. Bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against, I want to talk about complaining, then I'll move back to the scriptures. It don't, man, I'm going to tell you what, you start complaining. You can, you can wipe out a whole, the morale can go for a whole job site. I'll just do job site because I've, I've worked on it before. Oh, I can't stand working here. And then the next guy says it too. Oh, I can't stand, and I can't stand the boss. And then, or maybe now it's, you know, jobs and they're working in cubicles. And I can't believe I got to sit in front of this computer screen. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep going for a second. It's so, and, and if like, if it's not just absolutely perfect inside their climate controlled box, it's, it's so hot. Yeah, I was hot too. <laughs> and, and all these different things. And I think about this so complaining so we're driving down the road and, and and i'm in pastor aaron's truck he's got a new f-450 it's four doors flatbed oh, <laughs> you we are so spoiled as human beings we're driving down the road it's a little chilly i just got out of my deer stand and all this kind of, i'm cold and i go what's this button he's got buttons everywhere on there i go what is this button right here he goes that warms the seat and i go oh yeah Oh, I'm pushing that one. But you, but you know something? We could start complaining if the heat, heated seat was broken. Mine's broken. Do you, do you see how, how you can get there? You could be in the most luxurious truck. But if the heated seat is broken that warms your backside, you're upset about it. Complaining is something that's very contagious, and God doesn't want us to do that anymore. Amen? He wants us to have thankful hearts. Um, so there's a complaint. It says, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So you don't forgive in, uh, in your own power. You have to forgive because the Lord lives in you. You ain't got it in you to forgive somebody. And you don't, get, you, you don't have it in you to, to be saved on your own. It's God's forgiveness for what you've done that makes you sanctified and holy before him. Amen. It has nothing to do with you, but he forgave you, so you need to forgive your neighbor. Amen. Going into the holidays, we're going to talk about it every week. I'm trying to, trying to get you ready. You need to put on the full armor. Who would ever think that we needed to do that going into the holiday? you got to put on the full armor. We have all kinds of dynamics in our families now, right now. Amen. And if you throw your hand up and put it right back down real quick so I know you're one of them too. So we're forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So how about the person that you finally forgive and they end up showing up late empty-handed? What? Look up here, because I think it's hilarious. We fi God's finally worked on me enough where I can forgive you. You're going to show up at my place, and you're going to be empty-handed and ask me what time we're going to eat. Yeah. 
Oh, no, no, it's like, come, Jesus, come right now. You can't do this stuff on your own. It's, watch this, Randy, it's too real. It's too real. You finally mustered it up between you and God where you got some kind of forgiveness in your heart and all of a sudden, Mr. So-and-so comes back again. He ain't got nothing in his hand. He knocks on your door and he's 10 minutes late. He goes, what time are we eating? Oh, Jesus, help us. I'm saying it for you because it's going to happen, I promise you. They always, and, and, and some, I'm, I'm going to get off of this. You're going to think I'm weird. You're like, you're really harboring something there, Pastor. <laughs> How long have you been going through this? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Human beings are, they're, they're something. Rise up with me and I'll bring this thing home so we can get out of here. You're going to think I'm crazy. So we're talking about forgiveness, and you can drop the house lights down. Maybe you don't have it in your heart, but I'll tell you what, if you don't have forgiveness in your heart, I promise you ain't going anywhere. You ain't, you're you going to be stoved up, balled up, just a, a mess. You, you, can't, you, you can't get right with God when your spirit is so messed up. Somebody's got, watch this, somebody's got power over you, chef. They got power over you, and here's the deal. And then later on, after 10 years, you reconcile, you go, dude, I never even knew you were mad about that. <laughs> Did you ever remember that? Like you took my bike and you brought it back. It was half empty in the gas tank or something real crazy. Our ladies, you let them borrow a pair of shoes, and she, girl, I forgot all about it. <laughs> I forgot all about that, sister. And you're worked up over it, man. You are, uh, you're fit to be tied. It can have power over you if you don't allow. We, and me and my wife, you know, we've been through some situations. Somebody help me out. Amen. We've been through some tragedies in our life. You can't allow someone else to have that kind of power over your life. It'll ruin your life forever. Amen. I'm just, now we're just going to go on this about this whole forgiveness thing. So we're going into Thanksgiving. So let me, let me come down where you live. Oh, well, we're, watch it. We're going to get them. What do you mean you're going to get? What are you going to get? You ain't going to get nothing. You ain't going to get nothing but matter. We're going to track them down and all that kind of mess. I told you this story before. Who, who's, who's bound up when you don't have forgiveness? You are, you're running around all stoved up, spiritually stoved up, man. You look like you need to use the potty. Oh, it's funny. Come on. You ever seen anybody stoved up in their spirit? I'm not going to walk around like it, but you know what it looks like. Mess. They don't go around them anymore. It gets awkward. Anybody ever get awkward? Like, uh, uh, uh. You can't allow anybody to have that kind of power over your life. And I don't know who I'm talking to now. Now I'm just, I'm just freewheeling on the Holy Spirit now. It's just directed out to God's people. Set yourself free, Lori. 
by Jeff, Pastor Mark, set yourself free. Don't worry about what they said about you and whatever. Or burger. Just go, you know what, man, I got, I got to rock on. I'm going to forgive you. Oh, I'm not going to allow it to have power over me. And, and then don't, don't do this. Don't do, don't do this. Don't then say, well, I'm not going to forget. Because if you haven't forgot about it, that means it's still churning butter in your soul. It's, 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 mess, it's messing with your world. Who wants to walk? I, you got time, Sharifa, to do this kind of stuff? Walk around. Uh, he, act like a little spiritual baby with your little baba and your nana. Oh, he hurt my feelings a long time ago, Pastor. Well, here's the deal. Get over it. Amen. There's been all kinds of people at this church that's got over their deals. But it's all through the help of God. Don't think you're going to get over it on your own. Um, so just being forgiving, you know. And it can be something really traumatic or it can be something really small. But usually the small thing ends up building up. Because then they get their whole family involved in it too. Come on, talk back to me for a second. Well, I'm mad at you because, like my dad is. You want to raise your kids up like that? You don't want them to to grow up to be hate mongers, do you? To hate people and and hate this and hate that? Man, heck no. I ain't got time for that even in my vocabulary. I'll be real honest with you. That word's not even allowed in my house. You can't, you can't. You can't use that in my house. That word is not allowed in my house. I don't allow people to, to use that word in my house. Because that's not from God. Hate is not from God. So then, then you ask, how do you get all this stuff done? And it'll tell you here. And I'm going to leap forward. It all has to be done in love. Because contrary to popular belief, you can't make anybody do something they don't want to do. You can't make a guy or a lady do something they don't want to do. You know why? It's because they're free people who live in a free society. And they're going to make up their own mind. So I'm going to pray for you. And and I'm going to do something a little different. And I'm not even going to ask you to stay at this altar. So Pastor Mark and Mike, if they come by, they want to stay, they can stay. But if you want to be the first one to to come down and just go, you know what? I need forgiveness, my family, whatever that is, that whole thing you're in trap. Walk up and just just tap the altar and just that's that's a signal to God that you go, I'm laying this down and I'm gonna start living in Thanksgiving. Just just tap the altar and you just go right back in. You don't even got to trip and even worry about if anybody's looking at just bam, I'm gonna go on. Amen. Just just move on. Just move on. And what you're telling, I'm going to pray for you then. And what you're telling God is, this thing ain't got no power over me anymore. I, I, we used to just go, you know what, God? You have to take this because this thing's ruining my life. And maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an addiction or whatever. You just go, you know what? I'm just going, I'm going to tap. Here, it's at the altar. We built this altar here for God. This is, this is a reverent place. This ain't just a, a bandstand or anything. This is, a, this is an altar 
for God. So when you come down, Laurel, and you, you just tap the altar, you just go, God, I'm leaving it to you. Because to be quite frank, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't even, I don't even want to deal with it anymore because I'm, I'm fixing to lose my mind right now. But don't come up here and, and, and do it and then go back to your chair and start a big, just go, I, I'm leaving it. And I'm going to pray for you if, you if you walked up. Do you know that prayer works, Chuck? It works, dude. I'm a straight up, it works. You guys need to talk to Dave when you leave here. This dude, man, he's, he's defeating cancer right here, right before your eyes. He's in our, on our prayer list, and we're just praying the socks off of this thing. Isn't that amazing how God, you like, Dave Chris, man, I didn't even think he was around anymore. Dave's going to be like the furniture. He's going to be around for a minute. I can get down with a dude like that, can't you? Somebody that's real. You know what I'm talking about, Mike. Let's pray together, man. And I'm on. Wouldn't you like God to touch your life today? You got to walk on from this mess, don't you? Oh, Lord. We are so thankful, so grateful that we can drive down the, the highways in the state of Missouri right now and look at the handiwork that you've done. The leaves are, are yellow and red and orange and they're beautiful. Chef, that's God's handiwork. Carly's put it out there so you can enjoy it. It's a wonderful country, isn't it, Mr. Bill? It's, it's a great country. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, what a, what a great country. What a, what a wonderful place. Thank you, Jesus. And Father God, I pray today, if there's someone here at this church, this church building, who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, from the youth department to the children's to the sanctuary here and the one in Warrington and the one at North County, that you baptize them in your love. Who needs God today in this church? Just right here. Just, just ask him, Diane. Just ask him. Just, just, say, just say, pour it on. Rain it down on me. It ain't coincidence that you're all here today. I see some of y'all. God loves every one of you. Isn't that good? In Jesus' name, his people said amen.